0: It is back to school time and on today's podcast we're talking about the lessons we learn when the real world is our curriculum. So grab those mental backpacks of yours because we're gonna learn those life lessons no classroom could ever teach us. Let's get started. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach, and I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. You know, if you've been on social media at all lately, you've seen all the pictures of back to school day. My granddaughter, Ellie, just started K-5. It was so exciting to see her and Jet, my little grandson, who just started Mother's Day out. They are so cute. And even though it's been many, many, many years ago for me, I can still remember when I started first grade. I can remember that even more than my senior year in high school. I can set, smell that Elmer's paste. You know, that thick, gloopy stuff it had an orange lid with that paddle in it. We didn't have glue sticks back then. And those big, fluffy yeast rolls in the cafeteria, you'd go through the lunch line and get your carton of milk. You sit in that big circle of desks. We had those tiny little desks, but that circle seemed so big. Miss Crow, my first grade teacher, was sitting in the middle. And as she handed out those ditto papers, if you even know what that is, that paper with the purple ink on it, they spun it around on a big drum in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> and I walked to school and I remember seeing these spider lilies that grew in my grandmother's front yard then. When I see them now, it instantly takes me back to back to school. It was so fun. It's fascinating me that after you've tossed that graduation cap in the air, that's when life's learning really starts. I was thinking about it the other day. I was trying to imagine all the books in all the schools in the entire world Think about how many books that would be. What a library that would create. Yet in all of those books, there's no way they can hold the life lessons we learn outside of those pages. School is going to teach you knowledge, the facts, the dates, equations, but life, that's where you gain true wisdom. The stories we write about our lives and the lessons we learn are our responsibility. And they're filled with infinite possibilities to create a beautiful life built on the education each single day offers us. I feel like there are some concepts we learned in school that don't set us up for success in the real world. In fact, some of them are the opposite of what it takes to succeed in the real world. Just because you can recite the periodic table does not mean you have the formula for successful relationships or how to build wealth or a healthy emotional life. There are four concepts that we learned in school I want to talk about today. I think it contributes to messy mental hygiene out in the real world. As we strive, though, toward excellent mental hygiene might be time for us to reimagine and unlearn some of these ideas as we create our lives. And please hear me. I'm not trying to hate on school and school teachers today. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. My mom taught school for over 30 years. Many of my dear closest friends are school teachers. That is not what I'm talking about at all today. I believe some of the concepts, even though they were unintentional, they need to be addressed for us today. The first one I wanted to talk about is the concept that we learn in school about not making mistakes and not failing. In school, the goal is to avoid mistakes and failure at all costs. The pursuit of academic excellence encourages us to believe success is in getting things right the first time. Mistakes become a villain and failure is taboo and you cram for a test and you forget it all the minute you hand in that paper. Or Am I the only one that did that? And then when the teacher would hand us back those papers, the first and only thing I would look for is that number at the top of the page. It was at a 10 out of 10. If it was less than that, I'd feel terrible. And I'd look at the questions I would miss and see if the answer was obvious or even try to prove that the answer I chose was correct and that the teacher just graded it wrong. But listen, in the real world, success is built on a mountain of failures. Many mistakes. Mistakes are fabulous, teachers. I know failure has helped me grow exponentially. When I avoid failure, when I don't grow to up to all I'm capable of, that doesn't serve me. So I adopt the mindset that if it's going to be uncomfortable, either way, I might as well go after the life I really want, rather than be miserable and just tolerate mediocre results instead. And then the second thing is, in school, they tell you both the questions that you need to focus on and the answers. To those questions. And there's only one answer. They tell you what you need to learn, the problems you need to solve, and the answer. And you need to do that all in a certain amount of time. If you don't get it when it's time to move to the next topic, that's too bad. We've got this much time to cover this much ground. When I think of the excitement my granddaughter looked like on her face on her first day of school, she was so eager to meet new friends, learn new things. But then I think about a teacher teacher telling her to sit down, be quiet, don't get up, do what I say. It hurts my heart a little bit because I think it stifles their creativity and curiosity, which is such a beautiful thing. I remember all the times we'd have to read aloud. Remember, they would go around the room and you had to read a couple paragraphs out loud. It was so hard for me to pay attention to the story or to even absorb the information that we were learning about. All I could think about, I was obsessed with, was when it came my turn not to mess up. And often I remember being afraid to raise my hand and ask a question for fear I would ask a stupid question. It did kill my spirit a little bit back then. It made me afraid to open up to experiences for fear I'd get it wrong. But as an eight-year-old, you don't have the emotional maturity to understand that. And when you get out of school, you set out to discover your passions, the things that ignite your soul, that requires emotional maturity. I had to unlearn those experiences from elementary or high school. I learned that that does not serve me in living up to all I'm capable of. What I've actually learned is I have to seek out discomfort, risk getting it wrong. That is part of emotional maturity. That is a skill you must master if you're going to create those big dreams of yours. In fact, it helps you get there a lot faster. And then the third thing was that you had to take tests by yourself. Don't get help. Don't collaborate. Don't let your eyes wander. I wonder if that's why we find it so hard to ask for help. Maybe it's why we take on this mindset of we have to soldier on, muscle our way through challenges or just give up. The pressure we put on ourselves to perform solo. Listen, seeking support is not weakness. It is strength remember this guy I worked for back in the day saying something to me. It was, I think it was a physics concept, velocity, maybe something like that. I don't even remember. But what he said was, he said, you're not going to go faster than what's leading you. And it always stuck with me. I now seek out mentors, coaches, people who have already done what I want to do to lead and inspire me brainstorming, collaborating, bouncing ideas off of each other, working as a team. That is a beautiful part of life, especially in a dental practice. Everyone brings their unique skills to the table. You share ideas and knowledge. It boosts your creativity, which I think is the secret sauce to getting anything you want in life. The ideas we have in our minds, so powerful. Even like, I remember like when it came time to pick a shade to match a crown or to evaluate somebody's whitening. I remember everybody saying four eyes are better than two. A support system, someone to to share your successes with. That is beautiful. And it's a whole lot more fun. And then the fourth thing is the concept that there was only one right answer. Teaching us there's only one answer to a problem, I feel like it's like handing you a map and they highlight one route to get to that destination. And it's the place they tell you you should be going. School teaches us that goal question, that goal answer. It's like they set the compass and the path to get to that desired destination. And that's the only way to get there. I think that's why we're obsessed with getting the answer right when we make decisions. I think it's time to reimagine that concept. In real life, there's so many places we can choose to go and countless paths to get to the destination we desire. What if when we face a decision, we decide to any answer we choose will be the right answer? When I think about that possibility, I feel the pressure release in my body. Now, the decision I make, might not get the result I'm after. I just need to make another decision. Imagine that big goal you are seeking to accomplish right now. What if you released the pressure to get it right and just started making decisions? I think this is the way there. So I move forward. Nope, not this way. Okay, let me try this way. Nope, then let me try this way. And you try things until you get where you want to go. Believing there's only one right way there, that's what keeps you in analysis paralysis. The overthinking, the procrastinating, the distracting yourself from having to make a decision, all that does is keep you stuck. That's why I'm passionate about doing this work, teaching these mental hygiene skills. Don't be afraid to reimagine some of these concepts we learned in school. Try and fail often. When you resist and avoid failure, you play small. You accept mediocrity and you tolerate less than you're capable of in creating a big life. You're not going to set big goals for yourself. You're going to always seek to find pleasure in the moment at the expense of what you want most long term. And life is your curriculum. You get to ask the questions and answer them. And listen, the higher quality, healthier questions you ask, the higher quality, healthier answers you're going to get. And those questions and those answers, that's what will determine the quality of the this life you're trying to create. And you're not in a hurry. Take the time you need to understand and explore all of the possibilities and opportunities available to you. Operate in emotional maturity and don't let anyone tell you to sit down and be quiet. Don't let anyone say, now you have to move on. And you don't have to go it alone. Seek help. Stand in that power. Stand in the power to collaborate with others, to mastermind, to connect. To network, build community, support others and allow them to support you. Brainstorm, bounce ideas off of each other. Use the skills you can share with others as the opportunity to build a beautiful, full life. 10X your creativity, share your successes, have a ton of fun doing it. And be curious about all the answers. Don't stay stuck procrastinating going after what you really want for fear you won't land on the right answer. The only thing standing between where you are now and where you want to be is in the decisions you need to make to get there. Make decisions without judgment that there is a right one. Each decision you make, whether you get the result you're after or not, when you make it, it will move you forward. You're not going to stay stuck. Embrace this back to school season. Reimagine some of these concepts that we've been holding on to since elementary, high school, or even college. Listen, it's not about acing exams and reciting facts, it's about navigating the twists and the turns of the world as you're on this path to create the exact life you want to live. I hope you have a fabulous week, my friends, and I will talk to you in the Dynamic Dental Professionals Facebook group or in next week's podcast. Bye. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit HeilmanCoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.